Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Many people think that Satan is God's rival, but for Satan to be God's rival, he would have to be equal to God. But God is far greater than Satan. In fact, in today's message, Pastor J.D. teaches that Satan can only do what God allows him to do. God uses even Satan for your good and to bring God glory. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 14th, 2024. Today, we are going to start in the book of Jude, and we're going to begin in verse 1 and make it all the way through verse 1. And (laughs) we're going to look at the reasons that God is in control of every aspect of our lives, especially when it seems that everything in our lives is out of control. And so that'll be second service again, 1115. For those of you that are watching by way of YouTube or Facebook, we'd encourage you to go directly to the website at jdfrog.org. There you will find the uncensored and uninterrupted entirety of today's update, as the first part is only streamed on the social media platforms. So after seeking the Lord, I sensed that He would have me address a matter of paramount importance, which is that of this profound last day's confusion. I think you would agree with me that today, in this last hour, people, even Christians, are so confused that they no longer know what to believe anymore. Let me preface and even qualify this by making it clear that Scripture makes it clear in declaring that God is not the author of confusion. Rather, He's the author of peace, as in all the churches of the saints, Paul writing to the Corinthians. However, While he's not the author of confusion, he is the sender of confusion. And ultimately, this gives way to a strong delusion, which we'll see in a moment. And again, by way of a preface, it's important to understand that what always ensues, without exception, when one is in a state of confusion and subsequently delusion, 
is what I'll refer to as a demonic deception. Are you with me? This is Second Thessalonians chapter 2. You know this well. We talk about it often. It's one of the most, I'll use the word profound again, <laughs> prophecies in all of the pages of Holy Writ penned by the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, concerning the end of time, the last day, the last hour of the last day, and what is going to happen at that time. I want to draw your attention to verse 9, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where Paul writes, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, things that make you wonder and think about and get confused about, if I can say that. And verse 10, with all, and here it is, unrighteous deception among those who perish. Now we're going to get the why, which we'll expound on here shortly, but this is the why behind the what. Why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, this is why, the reason why, for this reason, God will send, keyword them, strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. May I ask you to rewind with me to the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. I want to draw your attention to the 11th chapter beginning in verse 5. You know this account well. It's the account of Nimrod's tower of Babel. We're told, verse 5, But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down, and there confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. Stay with me. Exodus 14, verse 24. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army. This is in the Israelites' exodus out of Egypt. And listen, threw it into confusion. Exodus 23 verse 27. I will send, again key word, my terror ahead of you, and throw into confusion every nation you encounter. I will make all your enemies turn their backs and run. We're almost there. Deuteronomy 28.20. The Lord will send upon you curses 
confusion and rebuke in all you undertake to do until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly on account of the evil of your deeds because you have forsaken me. That's another why. Joshua 10, first part of verse 10, the Lord threw them into confusion before Israel, who defeated them in a great victory at Gibeon. Judges 7, the first part of verse 22, this is Gideon's army. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. They were in an utter state of confusion and chaos. First Samuel chapter 14 verse 20. Then Saul and all the people who were with him rallied and came to the battle, and behold, every man's sword was against his fellow, and there was very great confusion. Are you seeing a pattern here? One more. Second Chronicles 20. This is one of my favorite accounts. <laughs> it's the account where Jehoshaphat is facing impossible odds with this great horde that is coming against him. And he just crumbles and says to the Lord a beautiful prayer, cries out to the Lord and says, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And it's one of those accounts in Scripture where God says, this battle belongs to me. I've got this one. You will not have to fight this battle. There are battles that we will fight, and God gives us the victory. But on this one, God says to Jehoshaphat, I got this one. I'll take care of this one. All I want you to do is praise me in advance for the victory that is already yours. Because of not only what I'm going to do, but how I'm going to do what I'm going to do, I'm going to send them into a state of total and utter confusion and chaos, and they're going to kill each other and do my job for me instead of me for you. So just have a nice afternoon. This is beginning in verse 22. As they began to sing and praise, they sent the worship team ahead. <laughs> Could you... Imagine being on that worship team. Okay, guys, you're up. Us? Yeah, go. Okay. The Lord set ambushes as they began to praise God. The Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another in their utter state of confusion. So again, let me reiterate, God is not the author of confusion. God is the sender of the authored confusion. Who's the author of confusion? Satan. Now watch this. By way of an illustration, Satan is the author of confusion, so he's authored it, and now God is going to send it. 
He's the author of it. God didn't author it, but He's going to send what Satan authored. Why? Because the devil is God's devil. He's a created being, and he can only do what God allows him to do and nothing more. And the only time God will allow the devil to do anything is when in the end it's for our good and God's glory. In other words, the devil does God's bidding. He's a tool, an instrument in the hands of God to do what God desires to do. So he's authored a book called Confusion. Sent it to me, I need to mail it out to Mount Seir and the Moabites and the Ammonites and the great horde that's coming against my people because I'm going to send them into this great confusion. That's the common denominator. With not just the passages I read, but the many with them, in that they all speak to how God will oftentimes deem it necessary to throw His enemies into confusion. Actually, this is an answer to the question of what purpose is served in God doing this. And one need look no further than to those who oppose God and God's people. Fast forward to this, the last hour, and those who now oppose God and God's people. And what you'll find is that this profound confusion is fulfilling specific last days Bible prophecy. Maybe before I go any further, can I just humbly ask rhetorically, I want you to think through the question I want to ask you. Do you see confusion on the part of many? Do you see this confusion? People are so confused. I mean, there's so much coming at us. And it's so confusing because you're trying to process all of this information slash misinformation slash disinformation, and it leaves one just with their head spinning in total confusion. And it's so bad that it even has the propensity for God's people to acquiesce to this confusion vis-a-vis the aforementioned strong delusion and powerful deception. It should be noted that in Matthew 24, Jesus places deception at the top of the list of signs when the disciples asked him about the end of the age and his return. Before he says there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and famines and pestilence and nation rising against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there's going to be earthquakes and all of these things happen in various places, different places. And he likens them all to birth pains which take place and happen in greater frequency and intensity the closer you get to the birth of the baby, which he's likening to his return. But did you know that the very first thing he lists before he even lists those birth pains, as we call them, is deception. In other words, deception will increase in its frequency and intensity like those birth pains as a marker of just how close we are 
to his return in the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ before the seven-year tribulation. In fact, he not only places deception at the top of the list, he then goes on to warn that if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. Can you hang on to that? We're going to come back to this. In other words, confusion comes packaged with deception. And what's the result? Well, you can write the next chapter one finds themselves in this place where they don't know who to believe, nor do they know what to believe. And that's exactly what Satan wants. Confusion, division, deception. After all, he's the father of lies. In fact, you can attribute three names to Satan. He's the author of confusion, the father of lies, and the accuser of the brethren, among others. Those are the big three. So this is what Satan does. Dare I say that this is as deliberate as it is demonic. And it's evidenced by the CIA document bearing the title, Conspiracy Theory CIA. We've talked about this in prior updates. I thought it would be appropriate to mention it again today. Listen to this quote. The dispatch states, 1967, the aim of this dispatch is to provide material countering and discrediting, can I add confusing, the claims of the conspiracy theorists, which is a term they dubbed to dismiss their conspiracies, so as to inhibit the circulation of such claims in other countries. That's interesting. Starts in the U.S. and it reaches throughout the other countries. Uh, what's reaching out throughout the other countries? Background information, that's still quoting, supplied in a classified section and in a number of unclassified attachments. What are those background information, classified section and attachments? Oh, they are to, quote, employ propaganda assets to and refute the attacks of the critics. Did you catch that? In other words, we're going to deliberately confuse them because they're onto us. Here we've conspired, this is a conspiracy, but we're going to label them as conspiracy theorists so that people will dismiss them out of hand. And now listen to how you're one of those. And so here it is a conspiracy and it's a cover-up. How are they going to cover up the conspiracy? By loading you down with all of this information, misinformation, disinformation, which I'm going to delineate between in a moment. 
so that you're left so confused, you don't know what to believe. Mission accomplished. Sadly, and this is something else we've talked about in prior updates, the profound success with which this profound confusion has been met is seen in and summed up with this quote from 1981 by then CIA director William Casey, quote, will know our disinformation program, disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. I think I'd be grossly remiss if I didn't distinguish between misinformation and disinformation. According to dictionary.com, misinformation is false information that is spread regardless of whether there is intent to mislead. Disinformation, conversely, is, quote, one, false information as about a country's military strength or plans disseminated by a government or intelligence agency in a hostile act of tactical political subversion to, still quoting, deliberately misleading or biased information, manipulated narrative or facts, propaganda, close quote. No wonder we're so confused. It's with these distinct definitions that we'll be better equipped as they'll be germane to our understanding of that which follows. Namely, two chilling examples that reveal just how successful Satan's strategy of confusion, disinformation, and deception has been, now is, and will continue to be. I'm going to quote transcripts and As I do, please listen very carefully to the cunning and insidious irony woven throughout the calculated and clever wording. What I'm hoping to accomplish by doing this is to demonstrate how that well-nigh 43 years since the CIA director quote about their disinformation program is now almost complete, exactly as God in His Word said it would. And if it's almost complete, do you know what that means? We're almost out of here. In fact, I think we're way more than almost out of here. We're out of air. Because this is exactly what we're told would happen at the end, the very end of time. This first and foremost would be so pronounced, so profound, so prevalent. Confusion, deception, disinformation, false, false. So we don't know what the truth is. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. 
How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.